Hey, everybody, Nicole Bagley here, back for another Hair of the Dog podcast episode. Today's guest is Wendy Sloniker, and she is a grief recovery specialist from hearthealingfromloss.com. And we have just a great conversation. If you are considering offering end-of-life sessions in your pet photography business, this is a must listen to. If you have been worried about offering those because you're not sure how to act, how what to say, how to get through it, how to handle your own emotions, Wendy shares lots of incredible techniques to help you get through it. If you are already offering these end-of-life sessions, well, you definitely need to stick around and listen to this episode. Welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. If you're a pet photographer ready to make more money and start living a life by your design, you've come to the right place. And now, your host, pet photographer, travel addict, chocolate martini connoisseur, Nicole Begley. Hey, everybody. Nicole here from Hair of the Dog, and I am here with a very special guest. We have Wendy Sloniker, and she is from Heart Healing from Loss. Her mission is to teach adults how to heal from the pain of loss so they can have a wholehearted life via an action-based one-on-one method or in group, small group settings. And today, we are talking about how to help our clients and ourselves as photographers if we are dealing with the very hard, but oh gosh, happens way too often, challenge of dealing with end-of-life sessions or when a client's pet that you photographed even when they were younger passes away. So Wendy... Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yay, we're so happy. We're so happy to have you. So before we dive into it, I mean, this is such an important topic and something that, you know, so many pet photographers are so emotionally connected Mm. to the animals. Mm. and, And we are very empathetic for that. And I feel like a lot of us kind of bring that on ourselves. So I'm really excited to have this conversation today. But before we dive into that, maybe do you just want to tell us a little bit about you and your background? Yeah, all that good stuff. Thank you so much. My business, Heart Healing from Loss, is kind of a culmination of my entire uh, life experience in all the jobs with all the people doing all the things. So there is nothing wasted about life experience. And I operate as a teacher for a method called the grief recovery method. It's been around for about 40 years. It's that action-based Shoot, what was the word? It was, <laughs> it was the action-based evidence action evidence based. Sick. Sorry about that. I'm just like that's, not word. that's a that's a lot it? of that's a lot of action words all in one. Right. It's easier to read than say, I guess. So <laughs> so funny. that so that's what it's based on. It's not based on anything I'm making up. It's based on evidence about the brain and the heart and interacting together, what is helpful based on, and it's been around for about 40 years. So that's kind of what I do and how I do it. I do have a dog right now. Her name is Rosie. Uh, She is a rescue. She was fished out of a forest with her sister somewhere in the state of Washington. And I found her online and I call her my miniature bulldozer. She is like equal parts Dalmatian, Rottweiler, and Malamute. Oh boy. She is all kinds of everything and she's her own independent little. She sounds amazing. (laughs) She's she's pretty fantastic, but she looks like like she's blonde. So she's also a surprise. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I myself um, and the proud, um, gosh, I guess I don't want to say owner because, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. She's like, she's 
she runs the household more than me. Actually, the cat runs the household the most. But my dog, Zoe, is a Puerto Rican rescue that she was found with all of her brothers and sisters drowning in a bucket of water at two weeks old. So she was then taken in by the rescue. Only half of her litter made it. But um, she was, I guess, one of the the strong ones that climbed on the others. Poor thing. Um, But yeah, she is very special. Everyone's like, is she a puppy? She's five. She has a short little snout. And um, she's just like 35 pounds and just the perfect size and looks like, looks like I call her my domestic dog, dog wild type because she looks like a wild type dog. Like, it's just like, this is what they would look like if they were wild. Here we <laughs> <This are>. <laughs> <laughs> she's reverted back to pre-domestic dog, but, um, but must be on the couch in the bed and close right. to you at all times. <laughs> wow. I like the snuggly factor. Rosie is not. Oh, Zoe will snuggle you until you just like get away, but she won't lick, which is amazing. What a girl. Yeah. Oh, that girl. Yeah, she's perfect. But anyway, yeah, we could like talk about our pets all day, but that's not why people came. Yeah. (laughs) But we are caught up. I know. I I love it. Um, So, yeah. So let's, I guess, maybe dive into the first part and, you know, maybe help some of our photographers that, gosh, before you even... The first time you get that call and it's like, I have a dog, don't have much time left. Can you do a session? Of course, we're all like, yes, absolutely. We 100% try to squeeze it in wherever we can. And then we hang up with that client and we're like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, one one place to start is where you've been yourself. This is what um, kind of that life experience is all like and about. So... I want to talk a little bit about grief and loss because it's just not discussed and it's Mm -hmm. misunderstood as a topic. So in order to prepare for that session, part of it is like, okay, where am I at with my own experiences of losing pets or pets dying or pets even having injuries? If you've never experienced that, if you haven't experienced any of that, it's okay. This is where your creative, empathetic heart comes right into play. And just imagine like, where are they at right now? What happened in my past that they are, you know, could be having in their lives? The, the, a lot of the fact is, is that we don't know. Uh, what our client is kind of going through. They're only sharing like, here's what I need to get done, but they're not maybe sharing a whole lot emotionally. This is okay. We've been trained not to share a whole lot emotionally. (laughs) So (laughs) making the most of this and just getting to a place like as soon as you hang up the phone with that, what if you just took a second and touched your own heart and went, ooh, that's a hard spot. That is like, that's just pure empathy. That's pure being in touch with what they might be going through in the face of like not a lot of time left. This is precious now. This is, I want to catch every moment now. This is 100% love. And the other thing I want to share is, is that grief and feelings of loss is totally natural and normal. As human beings, we are wired for this. And in society, we are trained to deny and deflect and distract. So we don't often get a chance to have that pure feeling, but hanging up the phone and just putting both of your hands kind of on your chest area or on your heart and just saying, ooh, ow, because that's just going to activate how can I help? which is another phrase of like, what can I do? I can't take it away. I can't make it 
go away. I can't keep the pet here longer, but how can I show up? Mm -hmm. And that gets you out of your worry and into planned action. Yes. I love that. I find that, um, you know, taking that moment to feel that and then looking at the reframe of I can help, you know, instead of this being sad, it's going to be a celebration of this particular animal Mm -hmm. and what we're creating today, this owner is going to have and cherish for decades and what an honor it is to create that. And it doesn't mean like you can't shed a tear. I mean, I'm starting to tear up here just thinking about it without even any specific dog in mind. (laughs) Right. Right. And think about like, if it's an old pet, if it's a young pet, what are the losses there? So like getting into trying to name what those losses are, this is not, you know, it's ending too soon. This, these are sad. This Mm -hmm. is like a hundred percent, you know, healthy. To say, this is sad. This is a loss. This is something and someone that I love and care about and have guided through all the things. Because, you know, if if a client knows that they're kind of approaching end of life or they've received a diagnosis that's really hard, all of the relationship, like the meaningful things that have come up, good and, you know, challenging, are coming up now. And this is a point of remembering and trying to make sense of. So I want to just encourage you that, you know, you're coming in at a moment where they may be having lots of memories as well. And so when you show up to that, I want to talk a little bit about like what you do right before mm-hmm. a session like this, as well as like those, those moments where you may not know what to say, mm-hmm. right? Because you're there to capture the beauty of whatever the state this this animal is in and the relationship that they have with their humans and the other like sort of sibling pets as well, right? So mm-hmm. that's a valuable thing, especially for a relationship there between sibs. So if you don't, if you're in a place where you're not sure kind of what to say and you're just kind of holding the space, I have a listening technique for you and a question that uh, may really help you just sort of bridge and smooth. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. So some of the talking points are like, we as people who are offering services do not know these animals, these pets, as well as their owners or their, their humans. So what we can say is, I didn't know them really very well. Can you tell me a little bit about them? Mm. They have all these memories. And so that is an outlet. Tell me more about when, you know, Jackie boy, you know, was younger or was there something particularly funny? Or I noticed that he's limping a little bit right now. Can you tell me what's going on there? Because oftentimes what happens is pet uh, lovers, they get shut down frequently uh, because what they love most in the world are, is this animal like they're a very deep relationship with a pet is often diminished by, you know, other people in the environment, other people in their families or support systems, they don't understand because they don't have that relationship that they do with this gorgeous creature. So here's the question again, tell me more about Rex, when they were a puppy, when you know, like, when did, if it's a tripod, when did the leg come off? Or when did that happen? Tell me more. Like, uh-huh. be with them at that point and then how to listen. This is like one of the most gorgeous things I've ever learned. Um, and I got it from my grief recovery certification. And it is, you imagine yourself 
like your full body as a heart with ears, no mouth. And you <laughs> let them talk. Mm-hmm. And you let them be there with them and you capture as you can, but you just like, you're just full of love and space for what they're going through. I love that because I think so many times you get there and you're like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to act? Like I'm, I'm personally like usually upbeat and excited mm-hmm. and like sessions are super fun, but you're like, oh man, this is a damper on this session because this is a sad session, but I don't want to just be sad. I love that question. It's so simple and it allows your client to just just talk, which I'm sure is healing for them. And it allows you to like gauge where their emotions are. um, So you can kind of gauge the level of the session. (laughs) Totally. And you know, like it's okay if you're, um, you know, if you say, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And you say, my heart just really goes out to you. That's okay. Because, you know, what they may be hearing in other places is, you know, don't be sad. Right. It's just a dog. Yes. <laughs> Which happens to be like the most damaging words you can uh-huh. say to a pet owner. You and you're like, I'm sure you as creatives and photographers and pet service providers are not ever saying that because of your sensitivity. Right. But that doesn't mean that your clients or potential clients are not receiving that information to sort of like tamp down and not acknowledge like the love that is coming through the sadness. Right. Clients can feel more than one thing at a time and grief can offer feelings of like sadness and heaviness. And then all of a sudden you're laughing with tears coming down your face because you're remembering that time that they skidded across Mm -hmm. the kitchen counter in, you know, pursuit of the cat or whatever it is. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Like, so you're laughing and you're crying and time is warping and stretching in weird (laughs) ways. You have this brain fog happening and you're just like, lost because your heart is broken. Yeah. I heard one. (laughs) Yeah. One of the most impactful things I ever heard in, um, in regards to grief was that you can be feeling sadness and grief and also be grateful at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to focus on that, that gratefulness. Right. Like they're here right now. Look at them right now. And that's another point is like, you're not there to capture the future. Yeah. You're there to capture the moment. And there's so much in that moment that there's nothing wrong. There's yeah. so much there for you to be with and be a witness to and, you know, thank them. If they're talking and they say something that's really important and they're having their emotion, like consider like packing some hankies <laughs> yeah. <and> some tissues <laughs> to offer them. They may yeah. not have it there, but they're going to be really thankful that the experience is number one, thoughtful, but more than that, it's real. Like you're showing up as a real person and not a provider, right? right. You're showing right. up as a person. Yeah. This is big. You already, I guess like the thing I want to share here too is like, sweet, sweet audience, you know how to do this. You do this all day and it, anyway, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, harder because there's, it's a harder point. Yeah. Well, and I think so many people get in their head too with like, oh, now they're paying me to do this. So now that they're getting paid to do something, it changes something in their brain about making it more stressful or, 
you know, this all these different uh, expectations, I guess, yeah. where, I mean, the, the easiest way to move forward really for anything, whether it's people being fearful of like, oh my gosh, a sales session or being visible on social media or this or that is just to do it from a place of service and just check your intention and right. just say, you know, what's my intention here? Okay, mm-hmm. I, can, I can step my ego out of the way then. <laughs> right, right, and you can take a heart with yours with no mouth moment for yourself. Like, okay, stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop the chattering. Like, what's going on right below my neck? What's right. happening right there? Because, you know, that's there's nothing wrong there. And there's nothing wrong with... Um, could I just touch on that point about feeling yeah. bad about or feeling reticent since there's a charge? Mm-hmm. That's an energy point. Uh, I kind of have the belief that money is an energy. Mm-hmm. And so having there be an exchange for something real is not anything that is to be diminished. It's actually just a, a point of exchange. Mm-hmm. So like you can certainly charge it with, I shouldn't be charging, but you don't have to. Like that's really not a requirement. And that's something that uh, I frankly did for a while in my freelance writing practice and Mm -hmm. it didn't serve. I ended up feeling other feelings that had nothing to do with what I wanted to be doing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can set that down anytime. Yeah. That's a huge one. one. (laughs) Vets are getting paid. Uh Vets don't like doing like the euthanasia pieces either. And it's an exchange that is a service. There is capturing and there's artistry here too. Mm-hmm. So if you are providing an exceptional experience of being right here right now with someone who's hurting, you've just leveled up your game. I don't know if you knew yeah. that or not. Yeah. Right, right. And you deserve to get paid for leveling right. up that game. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're offering to do something for a friend, you know, out of the mm-hmm. goodness of your heart and you're offering to do it for free, 100%. Do it all day. But when somebody is contacting you for a service you provide, Mm -hmm. it is okay to take money for that service. (laughs) Exactly. You know, therapists often get paid. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if you know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's it's really you don't have to make it the pinnacle thing. Right. It's not about the money. It's not about the brain. It's about the the point in time that you're there and showing up. And that's yeah. a service. People will gladly pay to be held and supported in a way that does not diminish the relationship with like one of the most precious things that they have in the world. Mm-hmm. Their pet. Yeah. You can do this. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so yeah. So you were mentioning something before, before we started about um, three most damaging words that you can say. Mm. To mm-hmm. a potential or to a client that we most likely won't say, but probably good to know. Yeah. Yeah. For what they might be experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. Nicole, you totally already said it. It was, uh, it's just a. Oh. <laughs> it's just a. Like, there's nothing more diminishing than it's just. And again, we cannot control what is being said in other areas, but I do want to share that it's so pervasive that people are afraid to come out with, like, in my grief groups, and grief work, people are afraid to come forward with their pet losses because, mm-hmm. you know, they try to compare mm-hmm. with, you know, a people loss or a job loss or something. And they may find themselves saying, oh, it was just a, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a, but frankly, like, that's not helpful. 
and it doesn't help in recovery at all. So like we try to compare it so many times because we rely on the brain to really take care of us around this. So the brain is not going to be able to figure this out. It's the heart. Like the brain is not broken. It is the heart that is broken or breaking. So like, let it be what it is. Just let it be what it is. I am devastated. I was devastated by the death of my wiener dog. He was kind of like my sole companion. And he got me through a lot of my own adulthood growing up. So like when Otto passed, I was like, my whole world just didn't make sense anymore. It, it just didn't. And uh, there was no way that I could compare that to anything anybody else was going on without me, myself, completely losing or somehow picking up judgment and shame and not mm-hmm. dealing with my own heartbreak, not giving myself that care. So in my practice, it's about there being no judgment and no exceptions. So it's not about the size of the animal, you know, like, well, a horse is far more <laughs> sad when a horse dies than when a fish dies, you know, like that's right. not a, it's about the relationship and the intensity, sometimes the longevity, but it's really about the connection. So I actually had, I, I did this action-based method with myself on a dog walk the other day for a fish I used to have that like I had this beta fish. I moved from New York to Seattle in 2004 and I moved him across country in a Ziploc bag. It was amazing. Like he, this fish went to the Grand Canyon. He was blue. It was amazing. Like I held him in my little ball cap with the Ziploc bag and he was in the passenger, you know, kind of area. So he came with me. I love it. I get to California and I'm getting ready to put him in his like special you're now in California home. And I forgot to treat the water. Oh, so I like every time this is 2004. It's 2021 right now. I have felt like little hooks of and twinges of dang, just beating myself up or not treating the water. And, um, you know, of course he died because the water was from California. (laughs) Kidding. But that's what (laughs) happened. Right. So he died and he was with me for a lot. Like that fish was with me for at least two years while I lived in New York and moved across the country with me. I mean, and some people would say it's just a fish, but that fish, like, he was there for me in ways and places that nobody else was. Mm-hmm. So like, just go ahead and let it be. And so I said, geez, you know, I am so sorry. And I have an emotional connection because he keeps showing up and I keep feeling bad and I don't have to do that. Right. There's a method for moving through this, which was like, oh, why am I not doing that? Oh yeah. my gosh, you know, like you were really there for me. Acknowledge, say it out loud. Grief is about unspoken, like the unresolved grief piece is about what's unspoken, a communication that you just have. And so I did this the other day and it's like, it's really simple. It's not complicated, but it does take the sting out of, I made a mistake, Yeah, you know, and it's, you know, it's not about that. Like I felt really awful and I still wish that fish was here, but right you know, 2004 to 2021, probably not going to happen. Um, <laughs> so it's about the relationship. Yeah. Like yeah. back to the thing, it's about like, what was the connection and just um, honoring the connection. So yeah, if you're feeling a loss. That's what you're feeling. 
And then to get over with the fish, was it more just about you admitting to yourself that, hey, this was a mistake. This is not a like just just kind of admitting out loud what happened and it's okay. And just saying out loud that like I give myself permission to get over my guilt that I have from this. Uh, No, it was actually. uh, Thank you. This is so amazing. Like, I didn't know we were going here today. So (laughs) we never know where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for animals, um, for relationships, okay, that uh, go really deep and get in there, even when a physical relationship ends, when an animal or a person, when someone dies, the physical relationship stops, the emotional relationship can continue. Because like, you know, People that I know still talk to their grandmothers who have been passed for a long time. People talk to their ancestors. I sometimes like auto comes in my dreams. Like this is kind of what happens. And I count this as an emotional relationship that continues. Why? Because I am having emotions about this stuff. Like I'm still having them. It is still happening. And there are points where I was like, I wish Otto was here to meet Rosie. Or I, you know, like he would love this place. (laughs) He would love seeing this. Or that was just the right like snack for that dog. Just whatever that is, like the emotional part keeps going. And so for me with this fish, it was about, hey, fish, you're still here. And like in my heart, you're still here. And I really apologize for not treating that water, like taking responsibility for Mm -hmm. that, like taking responsibility was not, it's not about letting myself off the hook. It's about owning that. Oh, I, you know, I miss you. I hated how you died because like, that was my, my mistake. And I didn't want to, I didn't mean to, I was really excited for you to be in California with me and then to move up to Seattle a few months later. And, you know, you, and then I'm really grateful that you were Mm -hmm. right there with me in ways that nobody else was. I think the key probably is moving away, like admitting that, that responsibility, but not dwelling and beating yourself up for years and years. Cause I think a lot of people can fall down that, that spiral of shame Mm -hmm. where they just, won't get out of that hole and just kick out and keep kicking themselves and not forgiving themselves. Right. Well, and part of that, you know, could be that like for me, I was like having a little chat with a dead fish. So <laughs> like I was making that apology to the fit, like to the fish. So that was my part. That was the thing I did. And I don't have to feel it anymore. Right. I don't, well, and I, Unrelated, but also related. There's a show on Netflix called Surviving Death that is fascinating. Yes. And it is all about just, yeah, being able to still, you know, consciousness and how it lives on and communicating between these different different planes of existence and fascinating for any of you guys out there. It's on Netflix right now, Surviving Death. Six six episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. They go into some great stuff. Like, uh-huh. I didn't know they were going there. So, yeah. I won't spoil it for you, but I didn't know they were going no. there. It was really good. It was really, really good. Um, yeah. And yeah, my, well, this is funny. Well, I, <laughs> we always go off on a mini tangent. So here's our mini tangent for this show. Usually it's about food. Today it's about like reincarnation. Um, so in, in the last episode, they're talking about these kids that, you know, are coming that, that remember these past lives. And I won't go into any more than that other than the, the proof that they then go through. And these are like 
you know, scientists and um, PhDs at like University of Virginia, MIT that are studying these types of things. But anyway, my son, when he was little, he, um, when he was like two, we'd be like, his name's Colin. And Uh he would correct us. He says, no, my name's Dana. For like six months, he kept on saying, my name's Dana. I'm like, no, your name's Colin. And then he was maybe like two and a half. And there's this book called Many Lives, Many Masters I read a while ago. It's also about like a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist that ends up working with this woman on some trauma that she had. But during her hypnosis session, she goes back through like past lives. Super fascinating. Yeah. And the, the basis of that is the people that we're connected with in this lifetime, we have also been connected with in some way in past lifetimes. So anyway, fast forward back to my son being like two and a half sitting with my mom. And they were talking mm-hmm. about something and and she said something about, oh, well, you know, when, when you get married when you're older and he looked at her like totally dead, completely serious face, like we were already married what? to him and my mom. And I watch these shows and I'm like, huh, my mom and my son were married in a past life. <laughs> what? <Wow. laughs> so, it gives anyway, me a little knows? like, what? I know. And, you know, like how many times do we tell kids like, no, no, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But right. yeah, they're more connected to, to all sorts of stuff. Right. But uh, anyway, oh, this cool. podcast is about pet loss. <laughs> <laughs> they already been connected. Yeah. Maybe connected oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. That's yes. Amazing. All right, so let's let's steer it back over towards um, towards some of our sessions for our, our pets. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the big challenges that a lot of pet photographers have, you know, along the lines of <laughs> accepting the money, but then mm-hmm. if they do the session and then the pet passes, you know, mm-hmm. before they do the sales session, and mm-hmm. then they're like, "Oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do. This is so awkward." Ah, uh, like. What, what should they do in that situation? All right. Number one, that is not an easy place for you to be. So, wow, this can be challenging. The other thing you can do is have a little bit of a plan. And here's what I recommend. If you hear that the pet passes, you call or you send a note, handwritten note, send it immediately. Oh, my goodness. I, my heart goes out to you. I know you loved that horse, parrot, fish, cat, reptile, whatever it is, so much. My heart is with you. And then sign it and send it. Have, don't say a word about the sales anything. No need. Just go ahead and be the human who puts a stamp on a letter and sends it out or gives a call or checks in or drops off a dish or, you know, like whatever is possible, do the human thing first. Just go ahead and do that and be that because that is the experience that is coming in. When a pet passes or a person experiences a loss in their life, their entire world is rocked. Mm -hmm. And they have people who may be in their world saying, don't feel bad, which is how they already feel. So telling them not to feel how they feel. Uh, It was just a, Mm -hmm. they have that. Like they may be feeling like they can't reach out because they're hearing so much that it was just a, so that may be impacting how they are returning or responding to messages about sales calls or dealing with themselves around their loss. They may be experiencing tremendous fatigue and brain fog. 
it's not going to make sense that like what they've known as being familiar and regular patterns of feeding and caring and, you know, taking out or letting out or bringing in or putting out the hay, whatever it is, that's different now. And it's abrupt, even if they Mm -hmm. knew they it was coming. Mm -hmm. So the human thing is the next right thing. Yeah. And then like, give it a little time. If you have some time between, you know, the sales session, if it's a few weeks out, check in in half the amount of time and say, you know, you're on my heart. That's it. That's all you mm-hmm. need to say. Confirm, like, because their brain is going to be like having a hard time. Their heart is having a hard time. It all shorts out. And this is normal and natural response. They may feel angry. They're probably not going to be angry. Like, they're not going to be angry right. with you. They're going to be angry because their heart is broken. Mm-hmm. So they may have shorter fuses around traffic or you know, what's for dinner or things like that. But it's just like they're operating from a major loss. So understanding that is going to be a thing. Go ahead and set a confirmation or a reminder out and ask like, hey, do you feel up to having this session to see these these photos that we captured together on that day? Yeah. And like putting the thing in around we captured that together on that day, it's going to spark some memories about that day, mm-hmm. which is probably going to be a lot more positive than what they're feeling at that moment. Mm-hmm. So like give them something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. I think people struggle with uh, wanting to give them time, mm-hmm. but also not wanting to ignore it because then they'll be like, well, maybe they're ready to see their pictures. So yeah, the being human part and then just, you know, wait an appropriate amount, a week or two, or however long, whenever they're expecting to hear from you next. Yes. And just let them know, hey, I'm ready to review these that we created together when you're ready. We can do that soon. Or if you want to wait a little bit, I can check back in two weeks. Right. You like know. we're scheduled for here. Yeah. Does that still, like, you still feeling up for that? Right. And ask them. Like, they're going to appreciate being asked because what mm-hmm. they're getting is being told. Mm-hmm. Right to not feel bad, to be strong, to just go get another, whatever, and to replace the loss, which is not like, that's a brain response. That's not a response. I would say even for those pet photographers that are doing packages, so they already say their client already paid for everything up front. They know exactly what they're getting. Maybe they're getting a whole collection and they're getting everything. I would even venture to send an email with that to say, hey, everything's ready. Are you ready to see them? Or do you want to wait? Yeah. Let yeah. it be up to them because they may they may need more time. They may not need more time, but they're the ones who are going to know. Yeah. If you guys out there in Hair of the Dog Land are trying to figure out, um, you know, what products might be really, really nice for clients that might reach out to you for these types of sessions, because they're not necessarily going to want like a big giant wall piece of their dog, especially if it's an older dog, the end of life, they're probably not. That's not how they usually remember the best years of their dog's life. So it's usually not going to be a wall portrait purchase. Um, A lot of my end of life sessions really love having an image box that, you know, sits on a somewhere in their home with some images inside. They can put leashes or collars inside as well. Also, if you want to go to episode 29 of this podcast, we had Mandy Pratt from Gray Boy Prince that does beautiful, beautiful handcrafted artwork. You definitely want to check that out too. That is our beautiful pieces to incorporate into these types of sessions. So yeah. So Wendy, what other resources do you 
Do you have any suggestions for some resources for people? I do. Um, and it's it's not kind of like the after, like what to do with cremains or, or things mm-hmm. like that or photo based, but it could be that you having a few friends in your local area who offer services around pet death. Like in Seattle, we have Resting Waters, which is an aquamation service for oh. pets who have passed. So instead of cremation, they use a water process and it's just a different way of doing it. I think there's a um, environmental benefit to that as well. But having friends in your local area who like, who do you recommend or when you, cause you're kind of a leader in terms of if you're offering end of life, ser- like sessions, mm-hmm. you may like be looked to and wouldn't it be great to have like something to share about, Hey, try this person. This, this is a vetted, you know, something or, you know, being buried at how do how do you have a service for cremains being shared in the water? Like we have a ferry system in Seattle Mm -hmm. around like, okay, a lot of times people will stop the boat and like have a little bit of a, a sea ceremony. Can you do that for animals? Who does what? for pets Mm -hmm. that you know of and trust in your area. And so making Mm -hmm. some friends and just having a little sheet around like, Hey, here's who I call. Where did you go? Did you like your experience when your, you know, personal losses Mm -hmm. happen? Where do you go? Because these are also things that are not discussed. Right. Right. And gosh, you know, I think we, we can take that that recommendation to any process, any piece of our process, like mm-hmm. anytime we can offer suggestions, you're just, again, that's going in the kind human camp, which has a long way. Like it, it does a lot for clients loving you and referring you and just building that relationship with your client and, you know, creating this a service of value, you know, all the value we offer doesn't have to be our value. It can be sharing other valuable, you know, opportunities for them as well. Right. And you know what, they're going to be happy to have a direction to go in to look for, especially if you have vetted these resources in advance or these partners that Mm -hmm. you're working with. So, you know, like whatever you can do to sort of lighten the load, because overwhelm is also easily a thing when you're grieving and when Mm -hmm. you've experienced a loss. So, you know, narrow the choice field a little bit and put them in the direction of somebody that you adore working with. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Wendy, um, do you have any kind of last thoughts for all of our pet photographers out there as we wrap up this episode? Yeah, well, it's just more encouragement, like what you have to offer and what you capture in those end of life sessions specifically, like those are things that are going to be cherished. And so if you're nervous about reaching out because you have these things and the pet's no longer there, what you have is what they want. So please like be the human person and just connect with them and ask them what they need and how they need it and do your best. That's you're already doing it. You're doing it, you know, in this realm as well. So this is all part of life. This is totally normal. Yeah. And I think if people understand, like they don't need to know exactly what to say every time, like it's okay to say, I don't know what to say, except I'm, I'm really sorry this happened or, you know, my yeah. heart, my heart is with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just yeah. be here with you. Like, would do you want to review these, you know, on your own? I'll go out and step out on the, you know, yeah. porch or whatever. And you can have a few minutes. Like, give them just time and space and the heart with ears and no mouth will serve you. Yes. 
I love that. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here with us. I know that you have an awesome little book giveaway for everyone. I do. I do. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I have a book giveaway. And um, guess what? I have kind of like um, a partnership uh, project going on with Marika Moffitt of Dirty Dog Photography. So um, I have three copies of the Grief Recovery Handbook for Pet Loss that Love I would it. like to um, like share as a contest with. Uh, this audience. Hi, I have Yay. three copies. I have three opportunities for you to have this resource about um, pet loss and recovering from pet loss. Not nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. How would one enter said Thank contest? You. Please, um, please go to uh, the Sugar Face Network on Instagram or the Sugar Face Network on Twitter and like and follow in either or both places and we will um you know what i think i'm gonna make it four uh books because Ooh. we can do two from instagram and two from twitter and that nice. way there's no there's no platform feeling left out or undone Perfect. so instagram or twitter Sugarface network take a look uh follow like excellent and and there we're picking from there awesome so um yeah double your chances follow on both uh, uh, <laughs> I love it. And then Wendy, where can people find you if they want to follow you on the interwebs? Thanks. Uh go to my website for sure. Um Heart Healing from Loss. Uh it's actually wendysloniker.com. But on Twitter, I'm Heart Healing from Loss. And um it'd be really fun to just meet and connect with all of you out there. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I think we brought a lot of uh Hopefully some support to all of you guys out there providing this amazing service to pet owners all across the globe. So thank you for doing that. And just remember, um, I love that heart with ears, no mouth and just be a good human and it will serve you well. <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. Thanks everyone. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hair of the Dog podcast. If you enjoyed this show, please take a minute to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes. One last thing. If you are ready to dive into more resources, head over to our website at www.hairofthedogacademy.com. Thanks for being a part of this pet photography community.